0: The Terror of the Midnight Rubber is a comic book series based in Trinidad and Tobago whose main characters are based off Trinidadian folklore such as the a chain-carrying shapeshifter capable of changing its size instantly. The Buck, a creature of small stature with sharp teeth and claws, versed in the art of black magic. Papa Boas, half man, half beast, protector of the forest and its kit. Our story follows Rick Ramses who Upon being abandoned and near death, stumbled into the cave of the ancient spirit of the Midnight Rubber, granting him new life in exchange for his body as a host to return to our mortal plane of existence. Created by brothers Christopher and Wendell Riley of Trinkwater Comics, whose hard work and dedication to the industry has led them to produce work for companies such as Disney and Marvel Studios, the Terror of the Midnight Rubber truly looks, feels, and reads as though it belongs in every comic book store in the world while staying true. Teach Trinidadian culture. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to another episode of the South Central Podcast. I am your host Ron Austin and on today's episode we are joined by Three Quarter Comics' very own, the creators of the Terror of the Midnight Rubber comic book series, Mr. Christopher and Wendell Riley. Good afternoon gentlemen and thank you for joining us today.
1: Good afternoon, Ron. Pleasure to be here. Good afternoon. Great to be
0: here. Now, I cannot even begin to tell you all how proud I was as a Trinidadian to read The Terror of the Midnight Rubber, especially as somebody who played the Midnight Rubber in secondary school. To see the character brought to life on a comic, was it was amazing. And especially coming from Trinidad, where it's so much of uh, different cultures and different type of people blending. My, really, my first question for you all to kick off the interview is, what type of research did you need to do in order to even start to develop this like what does you needed to study what history you needed to read up on
1: all right that's uh, pretty funny because i did absolutely zero <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, growing up, I knew Carnival characters and yeah, really no research was done for the book. We, you know, I was just, the, the first book I was done, I just drew all the pages, right? And then I asked Wendell and another friend of mine to write words to make it a story. So there really was no research as far as, you know, the Midnight Robber character as such. I just knew he was a cowboy, you know, guns, cool hat, cape. <laughs> that was it basically that was the that was the extent of the research really you know
0: in that case i had to ask it. what make you pick the midnight Robber? because we have other characters that could like transform yeah people could go set on fire right. with a big snake
1: right that's a good question and yeah the midnight Robber only because yeah i didn't want to do the terror of the fancy sailor that would not have been too cool <laughs> i don't think <laughs> 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 But <laughs> uh, if, the, if, the
2: right, if the beleaguered writer could jump in here for a little bit. Sure, um, go ahead, man. Over the years, there has been a lot of research done. But to Chris's point, in Trinidad, you can't help but grow up and be surrounded by culture. And I think that's one of the things that we wanted to continue. Um, obviously, the oral tradition is big in Trinidad. And mm-hmm. Tobago, and you know, you you would hear stories like we grew up, you know, with our grandmother, our grandparents on both sides would tell us, you know, the Dwen and the Lagahoo and Laja Bless and all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the Midnight Rubber comes from a different aspect of our culture in Carnival, but you know, we grew up in Port of Spain, and because of that, Carnival literally would go by our our doorstep, right? Like you could you could walk out our front door and watch all mass pass by pretty mass, everything. You know, I remember seeing like Minchel, the old costumes that Minchel used to do, like mm-hmm. um and crab and stuff like that. And I think it's just, you know, it it kind of melted our brains, you know what I mean? They kind of see medical in your brain. The thing is that, you know, Chris is the one who who came up with the idea for the comic, but we grew up on superheroes obviously we grew up reading comics we grew up on movies all kinds of like horror and sci-fi and stuff like that so to me it wasn't surprising when chris was like yeah doing this thing and basically he's like here here's half of of an issue write some words like literally because that's how chris talks right he's like i need words (laughs) <laughs> yeah, makes sense to
0: this, yeah. Chris, I had a question for you. You
1: wrote the Tower
0: of the Midnight Rubber while you were in college,
1: correct? I, okay, so that was... The, so, all right. So I went to Woodbrook Government Secondary School, and after mm-hmm. that, I got a job in the sign industry for right. a few years. And then then I went to New Jersey. Uh, there's a school there, the Joe Kubert School of Cartoon, Graphics, and Animation. I went there for two years. And I believe when I came back from from Cube, but I might have been maybe 26 or 27. I'm not too sure. Right. And I went back into the advertising signage thing. And it was then I decided that I want to do a comic. Before then, I didn't have any ideas of making my own books. You know, I wanted to do the thing, you know, work at mm-hmm. Marvel and draw, you know, the American superheroes and stuff. But, you know, that didn't pan out too good. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it didn't pan out too good. I actually had some, I met with some editors that model i believe and okay right. it, it was a uh, pretty promising and i had done some assistant ink and work with one of my teachers at joe Kubert at the time all right and how was that well you know yeah, that was, that was actually cool, man. I got to work on um, Ghost Rider, I think it was. Yeah, Ghost yeah, Rider. You you yeah, and Ghost Rider I, yeah, Cable. Yeah, Ghost Rider and Cable were two of the books. And Cable. Yeah, those <laughs> are <laughs> the books that I. Wait, wait, don't get excited because I had to ink the boring stuff like chairs and guns and that kind of. Oh. Oh. Chaves, yeah.
2: <laughs> no, 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 I mean, like, you'll you realize throughout this interview that Chris will just be like, yeah, I just did that and it was no so big deal. It's so. Um, but it, that is a big deal. Like, for, for young comic fans in Trinidad, like, that's a huge deal. Work that
0: you put down, here on our own Marvel ship, that's inspiration to all us Trinidadians.
1: Yes, man. Just some background even, from...
0: even if it's a chair, I could sign up and say, this chair was drawn by a Trinidadian. Correct.
1: Correct. Correct. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. So, so I really didn't, yeah, so it was when I came back here. I was, you know, I was working on stuff that I came up with the with with the idea of using the midnight robber to, to create a comic. And the inspiration for the actual character, I mean, besides the midnight robber, you know, um, mm-hmm. one of the big inspirations for it was the Phantom comic strip, uh, Lee Falk, right? I, you know, I used to I never actually read the comic strip, but I used to see it in the Sunday papers and the dailies and that kind of thing. Um, at the time, I was reading like Punisher and Captain America. Uh, those were two of my favorite books. So. You know, you'd find a lot of that stuff in, in the books. You know, it's pretty violent and gritty type thing. The okay. horror elements come from, we had an uncle who used to collect comics and he used to collect um, like horror comics. Eerie and Creepy were comics in the 70s. They were black and whites, but they were, you know, really real horror themed books. And those are like some of my favorite books you know growing up and again that's one of the reasons why the midnight Rubber is printed in black and white because i really like that that, that's exactly what i was going to (laughs) ask is that (laughs) right yeah (laughs) that's why yeah i like the black and white um you know style i guess or or, or, you know how it looks yeah yeah i Mm -hmm. I like black and white now with that being said i
0: have to ask Mm
1: -hmm. is
0: the midnight rubber an anti-hero (laughs) <laughs>
1: I'll let one not take this one.
0: Um,
2: he is he I would say it, right? It's, it began as an anti hero, for sure. Okay. Um but um as you will see in, in subsequent issues and actually the issue that we're working on right now is All much right? it is much more than that. And it has a much more sinister purpose than just Looking cool and blowing up shit. I, I I believe we got a little bit of hint of that in issue number five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now now we're starting to see kind of the, the plan unfolding. You know, the first mm. the first few really were well about sort of establishing um characters and and um kind of grounding everybody. So it was important for us to to always continue to make it relevant to Trinidad. Like you know, the cool thing is. Is is for a reader to be able to just say, hey, that's Salvatore building, hey, that's that's downtown Port of Spain, you know, that's mm-hmm. that you know, um because again, it's always important for for readers to feel like this is something that belongs to them, right? It belongs to all of us in Trinidad and Tobago. Mm-hmm. And um now that we, we've gotten all that out of the way, you'll you'll see much more about like what the rubber's actual plan is. So I would I wouldn't actually refer to the robber as an antihero um yeah. I, I i I wouldn't even categorize it just yet, but you know, I think Wait, at the end do of do the do day what he becomes yeah exactly
0: exactly uh, and so who the, the idea to put the lagger who on that pillar chained with the skulls screaming, no, oh my god that that <laughs> one panel. Oh, yeah. I I had to flip. I flipped back and was like, "Oh, I just want to just watch this panel for a little bit. of forget frame it. Oh
2: my uh, goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that all right. So this is to give you a little insight into the process, right? So that's mm-hmm. where the the marriage of script and and art really comes together. And um, you know, I'll let I I will just say a few words on this and then let's talk about it because you know, for me. As a writer, and because I know Chris, you know, we grew up together, you know, very close. Like, I know the stuff he likes. He knows the stuff I like. Um, But I try as much as possible whenever I write a script to give him the opportunity to have fun with stuff, right? And, Mm -hmm. like, there's stuff that I I always want to see him draw because, I, you know, it's my older brother, and I like to see certain things. I like when he just, like, goes crazy with certain themes and stuff like that. So, um, I don't even know if the, the script actually said that there were skulls in the pillow or any other detail. I just basically said that um it, it was probably something as simple as the lager, who's now chained and um captured in, in in the ghost yard. and then you know however long later, Chris came back and he was like, all right, well, this is a page." I
0: was like, well, all right <laughs> he
1: was like yep this
0: is this is this is what I talk, this is what we're talking about
1: yeah." well i actually do not remember what the script said and i don't know all right so i could probably tell you how that came about that that pillar of skulls now (laughs) i play lots of video games and that was actually inspired by i think it might be the scorpion level from mortal Kombat two or three one of them yeah yep yeah oh yeah, yeah
0: that, that is that is excellent that's an excellent right. piece to
1: show that so that's so, so that's probably where that came from yeah because i was really big into it i still like Mortal Kombat. i can't play very well now <laughs> but <laughs> yeah so yeah so i draw inspiration from yeah man all all things man music video games comic books manga you know anime you know american cartoons you know, pretty much everything. You know, films, foreign, Japanese, American. Yeah, man, I watch watch all kinds of stuff. You know, when I have the time, of course, I <laughs> yeah. can't spend all my time watching TV and reading comics, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, that, that that would be great. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But you'll you'll see, like Ivana, in terms of a story as well, like who in particular. I mean, it's kind of a a shameless rip off of um, a Candy Man which um, was, you know, a, a horror film that, that came out in the early 90s, uh, based on a Clive Barker short story or novella. Yeah. And, you know, Barker was a big inspiration for us. I mean, Chris had yeah. a book before Nightbreed, before it was made into the film Nightbreed. Um, and we had, you know, Candyman, even though it, like, it wasn't one of my favorite films growing up, it was still cool to see a black antagonist, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. he he's actually starts. You—you you figure out during the film that he was a protagonist that turned into an antagonist. Yeah, because he was just a—he was just an artist who fell in love with the wrong person, you know. And um, and then they—they—they they, they basically tortured him and, and killed him. And I—I always liked that theme of um, someone who's misunderstood for his culture. And I think that's something that. Resonates particularly with a multicultural society like Trinidad and Tobago. Um, so, like that story, came, like came from that, and you'll see. You could probably point to those, as Chris mentioned, a ton of those little influences here and there. You'll see them all mm-hmm. through the books because you know we just we we are nerds. You know, we always have been, always will be. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, definitely. Chris, Him? Cause he, he would name, like, he names the the issues. Like, I don't bother naming the issues. I just write the script and give it to him. And then hey. he would name, like, some, some Megadeth line or some some name or some Megadeth song. I know there's no Megadeth. That was, that was more like Guns N' Roses uh, Pull Jam and thing. But, you know, but it's just like we just like to throw in stuff that we like and we just kind of put it in a blender and, and spit it back out, which to me is what Trinidadians do culturally anyway because we take from all over the world and we make our own special source and and something unique and amazing comes out of it, you know and that starts Carnival all the way up to Trinidadian
0: music and um now Trinidad so shows and mm-hmm. books And Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This one is from the fans, so I, and I really don't mean to put you all on the spot at all, but I have to ask, gentlemen, when can we expect issues number six?
1: So issue number six is actually being worked on right now. Um had a couple yes. of setbacks, but we're looking, we're looking, I'm looking at, at December of this year. If things go as I plan, which doesn't actually work out all the time. So, I'm about uh, maybe about a third through penciling. Actually, no, wait. I got like eight pages pencil and ink already. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, look at that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have about eight pages pencil and ink yeah. already. So, those are the boring pages and they're painful to work on right now, man. Oh, geez. Uh, Wendell. Damn, Next, uh, <laughs> exposition. Uh, no, first... You need exposition. I always... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. Uh, we're looking at December for for a release of this one. The cover is already done. Maybe right. in the next couple of months or so, we'll we'll release the cover so that y'all could see that we're actually doing stuff and not sitting down on our hands doing nothing. Maybe we'll release a, a few pages, you know, online again to let you all know that yeah, things are being worked on. But we are working on it right now.
0: Okay, great. And for the listeners out there, when the issue does drop, where can it be purchased?
1: (sighs) All right, we're working on that too. (laughs) So we're 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 in the process of actually building an online store so again mm-hmm. it's just me sitting on my butt scratch well not really man i'm just really busy and and i've had have not had the time to complete the process the process has already started but you know we company three quarter comics just being two dudes yeah you know and i completely takes a little understand little, all our projects a <laughs> yeah it takes a little <laughs> while to get the stuff done but yeah we're gonna we, we again we'll probably have the online store you know up and running by then and yeah you could you could get it online yeah and of course you could always
2: get it at local conventions kind of because Chris is uh, a fixed shot at convention. Right. So,
1: uh, That's right, yeah, yeah. Wherever they have any comic shows locally, yeah. I try to be at everyone, you know. I'm I'm at most of them. Yeah. Um, That's a real yeah. dedication to be at every convention, Jay. Yeah? yeah, I try. I try. Yeah. Once they invite me, I'm there. I don't I don't go crashing conventions to sell me at Comics, all right? So if you don't see me at one, it's because I was not asked <laughs> <laughs> to be there, all right. But I try. Um, you could also go to our website, 3QC Online. Dot com, I think is the URL and go to the I don't know. There's a page on there where you could ask questions and there's also a phone number there. You could get contact me through there uh, via WhatsApp and I will see how I can get books to you.
0: OK, perfect. Yeah. And I, that link will definitely be in the description of the video as right. well for any of
1: our cool. listeners to check out. Excellent,
0: and, and and just an extra plug for you know, if you see Crystal at a
2: convention, you'll get your book signed. You could ask questions. You could see original art. Um, yeah, that's right. So, is you know, it's always an experience. It's not just like come to a table and buy a book and walk out
1: yeah and that's one of the mm-hmm. main reasons that i actually try to be at all the conventions that i'm invited to because i mean when we start selling books online you won't be able to come up and talk to me and ask me about the book and get your book signed yeah. and that kind of stuff you know and that's why i try to be out there because you know it's not every day you get to meet the people that actually create the books that you read which is why i do this you know and i'll keep doing it as long as people keep buying the books yeah yeah yep and just a uh,
2: just a. Uh, 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 A quick plug for the the next issue, I'll give you all a little tease. Um, (laughs) Even in the boring pages, like Chris Tucker the pages look like fantastic. It's like some of the best stuff um, (laughs) in the series so far. And we we will be introducing a new character. Oh. um, yeah, the larger bless will be there. Oh, in...
0: yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell you anything else. You all don't know how excited I am now. I, as soon as December hit, I'm going to be messaging somebody for <laughs> I just let you all know that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but we keep, I mean, we're really keeping the local flavor going. I mean, we you know, we'll keep adding more characters this is important. Mm-hmm. And you know, for us, if if a new generation of of kids and even adults read these books and it becomes a part of that fabric of our culture, then that's that's really humbling for us. You know, that, that means the world to us because oral traditions are not as vibrant as they used to be because of technology and stuff like that. And anytime we have an opportunity to add uh, something that is tangible and something that people could share with each other, right, to make it a shared experience, then that's a job done for us. So just how you get excited here about a larger blessing a comic, you know what I mean? That is, like, that is inspiration for us because that's the, the exact reason why we do it. Because, you know, as Chris will always tell you, we, we don't need foreign characters in our comics. We have everything mm-hmm. that we could ever need and more in terms uh-huh. of characters that we could use. And and obviously we take a lot of creative liberties with them, but we also try to ground it very much in, in the actual folklore. So like a dwen, like our interpretation of a dwen, still very much matches the stories that you would hear, you know, with the feet turned around and all that. And that stuff is scary enough without seeing Chris draw it, you know, but, but then seeing it on a page, you know, seeing a, a bunch of Duens crawling out of a cave. That's like, when Chris throw then
0: it really becomes scary. You're like, nah, not me on the bush. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that, that's good. I, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Job accomplished. <laughs> You're supposed <laughs> to be afraid of dead babies, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> So as you all mentioned conventions, I have to ask, what are some of your favorite places to hold conventions in China and Tobago? Oh,
1: man. Mm. These all the conventions that I've been to, I enjoy them. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just getting out there and meeting the fans. That's that's one of the biggest things, you know, I think, as, as a creator, you know, the, the joy of fans, you know, when they get to talk. Because, again, you know, you could come up to me at a convention and talk to me about anything, man. I mean, if I, uh, if I know what you're talking about, yeah, we could have a conversation. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be midnight like robot comics, you know. I, I have fans come up and ask about video games and tv shows and if i could recommend stuff like i can't recommend anything because i don't watch anything really new you know but you know i'd ask them (laughs) what they watch and you know so yeah man you could just come up and just chat you don't have to buy anything yeah i'm always you know for a conversation yeah yeah it's just me you know being out there meeting the fans talking to the fans you know, find out what they like about the book, what they don't like. Yeah, because I have people <laughs> come up and tell me that they don't like this, they don't like that. So I'm like, all right, you know. And I take it into consideration. Some, uh, Let me see, like book number, was it number three, I think, which is, it, it, it was all penciled, right? And the reason, that one is where the Lagahu and Minerva fight downtown. That was Most of that book is just pencils. The reason why that book was just all pencils is because, a lot of people who read the first two books are like, ah, oh, your inks, you know, they're not too good. And this this was like fans saying this. And I was like, well, hmm, all right, well, let's try just pencils then. Right, and that's why that book was just all pencils if you look at that book yeah there's, there's no inking in that book
0: because even the frames with Leah Chris right. and stuff are pencil that's why and I was watching that it
1: was just pencils because the fans are like mm, your inks kind of suck guys so it's like
0: alright <laughs> fine but as a creator to take that's, that's really good Chris to be able to take criticism well, from right. your fans and even apply to it to you
1: right well the thing is that the fans you are the ones that keep me in business <laughs> if I don't listen to you who am I going to listen to You know, again, I'm going to keep making books. If you all keep reading them, once you all stop, then I'll stop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, because the fans, fans are a big part of the book. You know, without you all, there is no book, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Now, speaking of the fans, are you all
1: familiar with the application called Webtoons? Ah, yeah, people Uh, have... Yeah, come to me and they've tw- and told me about that, but I know nothing of it.
0: Well, I use the application as well to uh, read my comics as well, on like on a digital. It's a little bit more accessible right. to us. Um, is there any plans to really bring them in that robot platform? a digital platform? Uh,
1: not, I, I've thought about it uh again maybe when we get a little bit bigger and we have maybe three people in the company we can probably do some more (laughs) (laughs) just two guys right now yeah no no and part
2: of it too i mean in in older versions of the website we we actually had like full issues online that we we did experimentation with posting new pages every week and this was about a decade ago but um I, I will say that you know we we're fairly old school when it comes to that. I mean, part of, uh, you know Chris might might say differently, but like part of the experience for me is is actually like holding a, a comic in my hand and and feeling the, the texture of the paper. And um, I've I've tried um online readers, and I just I'm just not a, a huge fan of it. And not, not to, to take anything away from it. Um, you know, I don't begrudge any, any fans who, who mm-hmm. like to read their stuff digitally, but I mean I literally just came from the comic uh, yeah. shop. <laughs> like before before I got on this phone. Um, you know, because man, there's there's just nothing like holding a whole comic in your hand. Still for me. Again. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, but as me, I just it's just old school in that respect,
1: you know. Yeah, so actually right. So one brought up something there that yeah, so the issue number five of the minute robot, the one with Papa Boar, that entire book huh? was printed online for free before we actually printed the book. So yeah, people people who were online at the time and know about our website actually read that entire book online and then we then we printed it a few years after I guess we had published it yeah. online. That was okay. that was a, I
2: like that issue a lot,
1: but the Papa Boar stuff with with mommy and the dwells. I think
2: that's some of my favorite stuff.
0: When the, the did when collect that kick? Oh, and the, fly across the, buck, the room? No, that was the buck. And Papa Bo. was weird. the buck. Yeah, 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 the dwen, the buck, buck, yeah. Thank you. When <laughs> the buck collect? Oh. Oh. When the the Nairoba points out the, the buck to Papa Bo? Sounds like that's I said, Dave, somebody's going to get. That, that, the reason why I
2: like that issue is because you, you really start seeing kind of the mechanics of a plan in play. Yeah, well, the, the rubber really, like, he's doing stuff, like, yeah. he, there's something going on, and the surface that we don't call. what yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to know who's the voices. <laughs> yeah, 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 The ghost, yeah, the, um, the, the, yeah, the, them voices. You don't want to mess with them voices, but um, you know, um, the rubber. He, he has his agendas.
0: And I know you all had learned to draw comics a, a, a while back. Yeah. A program. You all have any plans to really bring that back? to Cause I knew a few people interested in learning to even begin to start to, to draw. You all have any plans to bring that back? So, so actually,
1: again, this is me <laughs> dragging my knuckles again. <laughs> I this year we will actually I will be um, teaching a uh, class with yui and I, I've done it a few years before. Just uh, I don't have time, so it'll be a basic drawing course. But I I do it using comics. Um, I Once I get information, I'll send it to you so you can put it out there. But yeah, that'll be during like maybe July, August, right? It may start like late June, I think. I'm not too sure. I have to go through that paperwork. That's another thing on my desk for me to go through. But yeah, I'll be doing that this year, a basic drawing course. I think it might be about 12 weeks or so, maybe three-hour sessions. Again, not too sure about the details. But yes, I will be doing it with UE. Is that what it's called now? I can't remember what they call it now. Continue, uh, yeah. I can't remember. yeah something it's, yeah 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 something else I call, but yeah but with you we, i'll be doing the basic drawing course i'll send you one to once i once i get it and i understand what it is i have to do all right
0: <laughs> all right i appreciate that very much sir and i know a lot of our fans will be you know more than willing to come to the class and see where it is going huh? all right great all right so, um uh, one thing and you want mentioned with the younger generation to look into, getting to. Um, I need to, and it's a two-part question, I need to put you on to another comic that's locally shown. This one is available on my team. It is called okay. Ordeal. Um, the writer is Mr. Brent Bristol. His comic is also based in Trinidad. And if you could even glimpse it, for coming off of this interview, I will be more than appreciative. It's a comic that I really try to support because much like The Midnight Rubber, it is produced locally and it's up like local scenes and local names and you feel really attached to the Trinidadian culture while reading it. So I wanted to put you all onto that if you all
1: don't mind. Nice. Sweet, man. Thanks. <laughs> it's on Webtoons, you say? That's where I found. I'll find it. Okay. Yes. It all right, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, we... Listen... Thank you very much.
2: Like, my... So I, I actually... Don't live in Trinidad right now. I am. I live in the States, um, mm-hmm. and I worked in the uh, the animation industry for a while. Um, worked in documentary filmmaking for a while, and uh, actually still working in documentary filmmaking. But one of the the cool things for me, I I sort of stay connected to the community. Like you yes. know, Pata we just draw on Facebook, and I look at some of the stuff that. The, the local kids are doing and every once in a while I would see somebody who's now like in their early twenties and they drop like uh, an image of Midnight Rubber that they, they drew and I'm like, wait, that's 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 rubber. You know what yeah. I mean? Um <laughs> so I I get I get so excited when I see more Trinidadian men and women picking up the mantle and, and doing that stuff because again i think there's room for more voices there's room for more creatives uh more points of view so yeah that's good stuff man
0: so what advice would you give to like young, the younger generation of initiators who look into following your footsteps chris you want to go first i have, I have hmm. lots of thoughts man. There you
1: yeah. go. yeah yeah um just get better at, at drawing or writing or drawing and writing. You know, um, a lot of times when I meet, you know, uh, the younger artists at convention, you know, they, you know, I look at their stuff and, yeah, and I just give you pointers on improving. You 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 really need to, to practice and get better at that. And then the other thing is, you know, I mean, unless you're like Frank Miller or somebody like that, <laughs> your writing is not going to be. Mm-hmm. Be the best. You know, the advice I usually give them is you know, find somebody who you know can write and help you out at least, you know, edit your stuff or help you, you know, with um, story structure and that kind of thing, you know. Um, and again, if you meet me at conventions, most times I would, you know, give you my number. You could send your stuff via WhatsApp, you know, and I, I would review your stuff and, you know, give you pointers on that kind of thing, you know. But so just practice now. Just keep practicing. Yeah. You know. Because I see see some kids bring some stuff to me, and like, man, if they keep practicing, they're gonna be better than I am. You know, when they get to my age, man, there's some really impressive stuff yeah, out there. Definitely, I
2: yeah. I think the, I agree with everything Chris said. You know, I mean, if you if you like to draw, just draw. If you like to write, just write. Um, but look at you know, I could I I I will never um profess to be an artist. I I have always leaned towards writing. And when it comes to writing, what I always try to okay. tell people is try to understand the mechanics of writing, understand the skill of it and look at it, look at other people's work and try to deconstruct what it is they're actually doing. And and once you once you start doing that constantly and consistently, you, you get you see patterns, you see techniques and Telling a story is not just like, well, somebody pick up a a bottle and he pelt it and, you know, the end, right? Like, there's there's actually, there's intentionality specifically in, like, what characters do, how they develop, you know, the types of situation you put them in. The other big thing I would say is find people that you trust who will not tell you your stuff is great every time you show it to them. Right? Because you'll never get better if you only surround yourself with people who tell you how great you are. Okay? You have to be willing to put your work out there. And again, with people that you trust, people who respect you and who you respect. But you have to be willing to let people look at your work objectively and tell you things that sometimes you don't necessarily want to hear. Right? But at the end of the day, if You know, critique is such an important part of the creative process and critique um, is predicated on trust, but is also predicated on knowing that it's not personal. Mm -hmm. It's just an attempt to make the work as good as it can be, you know. And I, you know, I I think, unfortunately, a lot of creative people, they get pigeonholed into only wanting to hear the good stuff. They only want to hear how good they are. Right, right. Um, and and that's like get, learning to give criticism effectively is, is a skill. Like that takes time, but learning to receive it as well is a skill, and that takes time. My thing is, like when I write in, I always assume that my first draft is terrible. And that's fine. Um, like it's supposed to be terrible, it's supposed to be messy and have problems, but that. Sets you up for your second draft, your third draft, your fourth draft, you know. And of course, I say that. I look back at stuff that I wrote. I'm like, man, who wrote that garbage? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I'm sure right. say the same thing about someone's <laughs> actors. But that's natural, right? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, you you <laughs> should be willing to be honest about yourself and your work, and you should continue to grow as an artist and a writer. Like Though, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna write the greatest yeah. thing ever. Um, early in your life. I mean, you might, but that was like one in a million, you know? Um, to me, you should, you should be writing better than you wrote yesterday and better than you wrote the day before and so on and so on.
0: Wendell, I really have to ask you because this used to sit down directly in front of me for a few hours every day. As a young man, I had, well, my little brother had the <laughs> Disney Infinity play set. Is it true that you worked on Disney Infinity 2.0 Hero play set, the trailer for it, because I watched um, that and that
2: was so, amazing. I'll give you some props because you're probably the only person who has ever, like, directly asked me that. Uh, yes. Um, I I didn't work on the trailer. We actually worked on uh, the in-game cinematics for, for 2.0. So we did um, the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, the oh Avengers, um, that whole thing in the Avengers Tower, right. we did um, we did uh spider-man i think it was yeah the spidey and venom stuff and then got some weird yeah so the studio i went for we did the the in-game cinematics for that for 2.0 we almost got 3.0 which had uh star wars in it but um we got under big yeah. by another studio so they went with another studio. Mm-hmm. but that was a really fun project because um i don't want to get too into like the, the animation stuff but Disney, they had all the rigs and everything ready. So they gave us just full packages of rigs. They gave us a script and all we had to do was just um mm-hmm. really just animate and light it and stuff like that. And then um we sent it back to them and they, they did the finishing. So it was
0: it was a really fun project. Now when you say rigs for some of our listeners who may not know what a rig is, what is a rig? So so 3D animation, if you think about the process is
2: like it's like um puppeteering, right? So when you have a character, you have to you have to create the character. Mm-hmm. In um, a lot of studios, use Maya, which is the studio. Right? So you create a three D character and you give it articulation. So the fingers could move. You have finger joints. You have elbow joints, knees, shoulders. Every Every, as, as intricate as you want to be, you could create that movement. For all the finger movements, the toes, the, the mouth, and the eyes and stuff like that. when you have a complete 3D model that is able to be um, moved by an animator, that is called rig. Um, so the rig is essentially the starting point for performance. Oh, okay. So we got, so we essentially got a full package of like, mm-hmm. Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, all of them. And all we had to do was do the performance. Uh, So essentially, just manipulating the rigs to give um, movement and stuff like that. So maybe seven or eight minutes of of full animation for them to put into the game. So, yeah. You know, oh. just The only the only downside Is that most people I talk to now They don't even know what the hell uh, Disney Affinity is Because they discontinued The line after <laughs> <laughs> The third uh, iteration Like I think 3.0 Was the last one
0: Knowing that somebody From Trinidad Could even reach To such a level To be able to Work on something that I have no idea Because when you see right. Disney yeah. You think okay Immediately These states And to know that Somebody from Trinidad Was able to reach Up to such a high level And work on that That it could reach me And I don't even know no, that's like is amazing. It's inspiration for us to keep working hard. So hopefully the things we create could hit other people in the country and affect them the same way.
2: That's all it, that's all it's about, right? And that's that's the thing about like Chris coming back from the States, going to school with comic artists and stuff like that, being taught by guys in the industry. Um, you know, guys who posters I have on my wall right now. He Chris had he could he's like, yeah, that was my teacher. You know, but it's a big deal, right? It's like, you know, when Chris was <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, we work on Ghost Rider. Cable. He was like, yeah, whatever but I was like, man, that is like, that is inspiration for me because you're right. You know, we have, we have trainees who are out there doing stuff. You know, there's a guy I went to school with, Sean Sky. Guy. He was an animator on, like, Transformers and stuff like that, the live-action film. You know, Winston Duke is, you know, he was in Black Panther. And these are just regular men and women who... Grew up in Trinidad, liking the stuff that all of us like. Um, but if you're willing to work hard and you're willing to, to ma- like hit a certain quality bar, then it really doesn't matter where you are away from. It, if it's good, it's good. And that's, that's the, the the impetus behind Midnight Rubber is that Chris was always adamant that this should look like any book that you pick up on a, on a newsstand anywhere in the world. It shouldn't look and feel like a, just a Trinidadian, it should feel like a comic. And it's just about Trinidadian stuff, you know. And that was <laughs> achieved to the highest degree possible, because I'm very yeah. excited for the next I mean, issue. I, I tell you this, the writing is the easy part. You know, I, I, I get my headaches all the way early, you know, but all the, all the <laughs> other stuff, the magic on the page, man. That's Chris taking it from one level and taking it to the the
1: stratosphere no no the writing the writing inspires what's on the page you know without the writing yeah just yeah just pictures but the writing writing. so would you all
0: say that you're a feed off of each other's creativity oh yeah sure Sure. Sure. yeah Yeah, and i i
2: have the luxury of writing for my older (laughs) brother like that's a big deal because like again i know the stuff he likes like sometimes i would write stuff because i know he would enjoy drawings
0: yeah, you're right and then you're like wait till Chrissy wipe in here boy
2: exactly yeah <laughs> like sometimes it's like sometimes it's a challenge like I would write something and I'd be like I know he'll be like what the hell is this when you read it you know and then sometimes you know I know that he has you know exposition you had to have some pages with just people talking to each other and that kind of sucks right but so what I try to do is like pay off with some other sequences that, you know, you just be like, can't wait to get these packages done so I can work on this. Page to <laughs> yeah. and that's fun. I mean, that, that's fun. Like that's the fun of the process. And it should be fun. Whoever wants to do comics and or any other creative,
0: like you should have fun with it. Otherwise, what's the point? I mm-hmm. agree. you got to enjoy what it is that you're doing. Because I must say the the scene with the fight between T and T. The lager who and the midnight Rubber. Let me not even touch on the fact that TNT in of itself is an amazing creation. I don't know who idea TNT was, but having a superhero named TNT, amazing touch to come But that fight scene between those three, especially when TNT pick up the <laughs> flag. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah,
1: I don't know. I think that was probably all Wendell. I'm not. Yeah, I, I don't think I really had anything to do with that fight scene. I- think if I did I might have just said we're just gonna break stuff maybe I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I really don't remember. No, no wait one no I definitely know right. All right the, the flag in the throat of the laga who yeah I think that was me. The rest of the stuff I, I, I don't I don't know who who that was might have been all Wendell. So the the Lagahoo, TNT, and robber fight. Was that you who wrote that? Because I don't think I came up with that fight. The only thing I I might have come up with was the flagpole through the throat of the Lagahoo. Yeah,
2: that that fight was something that, um, that I wrote. And that was exciting for me because we were able to do it like in downtown Port of Spain. Like that was, you know, because yeah, because yeah. Chris Chris had done <laughs> um the sequence in book two with the whole bank robbery and going to the hollows and stuff like that. And I was like, well, right. all right, if you're doing that, then I wanna do a big yeah. battle <laughs> dong for the spin. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where like the there's there's like playful one up on um, ship because it's like this is Trinidad is a canvas and we could we could go anywhere we want, do anything we want, you know what I mean. So, yeah, I, and even that, that very corny joke with him, um, swinging the, the lamp pole, um, and he, the rubber dematerializes and so, yeah, that was all me. So the good and the bad in that sequence. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And 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 later, issues not y'all. We have scenes in the north of Trinidad. Yeah, don't worry. don't worry. Yeah, don't yeah.
1: worry. In the future, don't worry,
0: don't worry, don't worry. Coming, coming. Let me just. Uh, <laughs> believe it's 13 mm. years now. Y'all have three quarters Ow. in operation. How long? <laughs> when you were first starting,
1: were you nervous, uh, well, at all? No. Um. All right. So before three quarter, it was Electro Arc. So we did one, two, three books. Books probably under the electro arc thing, and no, no, it nervous, no, not really, man. You just get the stuff done. um No, yeah, because it really, it really was just a hobby at the time. You know, really, even now, you know, as far as you know, making money, that's really not yeah. the goal. That wasn't the goal. That wasn't why I started doing this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was I just okay. did it for people to have something of their own, like Wendell said.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think because of the, the way we've always approached it as sort of um it it's a it's a passion project that has lived on much longer than most passion projects do, right? It has become its own thing and now there's like a, an actual fan base and stuff like that. But I man, we I man, I think we just have always been too too nerdy to be nervous about it. We just wanted to do stuff cool shit, I mean, cool stuff, you know, you just want the right stuff mm-hmm. and draw
0: stuff, yeah. That's a quality dream. Here at the South Central Podcast, it's our dream to bring to you a show capable of delivering the same warmth and hospitality that embodies the spirit of the people of Trinidad and Tobago, while maintaining such a quality that regardless of where you are in the world, you can feel like you're a part of the show and share love for the culture. Now, unfortunately, we lost the last five minutes of this interview due to some unfortunate technical difficulties. However, to paraphrase the closing message to the fans of Mr. Riley, both Christopher and Wendell, stay consistent, always show up on time, and love what you do. Before ending this episode, I would like to say thanks to a few people. Number one, Ms. Mira Shaw, whose donation of the first two issues and introduction to Mr. Riley started this entire thing. Without you, Mira, none of this would have been possible. As always, thank you for the support of the entire team here at South Central, Adrian, and Chris especially. And thank you to everyone out there supporting and streaming the South Central Podcast. We have fans in India, US, Canada, Germany, Brazil, and Spain streaming on the Ghana Music app, Amazon Music, Spotify, and iTunes. My name is Ron Austin, and this has been another episode of the South Central Podcast.